0: I want to talk about identity. Whenever we were in the Army, when I was in the Army, I I remember uh, I had a sergeant, drill sergeant named McNair. Sergeant McNair. Doesn't that sound pretty tough? And I remember him taking us, standing our, our platoon there, and he said, Men, I'm not your mama, and I'm not your daddy. Maybe in time, about the time boot camp is over with, you may hate me, but you're no longer. you no longer, he, I, he said this, own yourself. You are a soldier in the United States Army and the government owns you, yep. and that's who you are. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big pill for me to swallow, but that's where it was. That's how it was, and I, I, we, I was a soldier and that was the number one thing and the rest of us were soldiers and we learned just because he said that didn't mean that we were mature, didn't mean that we were battle ready, didn't mean that we knew our, our uh, calling in the, in the military, but it did mean that we were a soldier in the United States Army, and I think sometimes we don't realize who we are. As we, as believers, and I, I want to talk to you a minute about the, our, our identity in Christ. We've been translated. The Word of God says, "From the kingdom of darkness, when we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son." So we're in the kingdom of God. Amen. And we are members of the kingdom, and our identity is in Jesus Christ. That's right. We don't have any other identity. And unless we get this identity thing downright, we will never be able to mature. We will never be able to reach the goal our the, our own goals in life and and until we receive this 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 whole anointing that God has given right. us to be identified as a believer but Jesus inside of us. This is something that must happen in our lives. This is the very basic truth. If we're going to overcome, if we're going to be who God wants us to be, if you're going to be who you want to be, this is the basic truth. You know, uh, I didn't hear swing states until just a few elections ago. And I, re- I remember one time Ohio, it all was based upon whether Ohio was going to vote properly for uh, President Bush to be elected and I think this last time we only had one swing state but, but nonetheless I know in the kingdom of God there is only one swing state and it's important and that swing state the importance of the identity in Christ is how important it is it's a swing state it is the thing we must understand and receive and come into a knowledge of if we are going to go on with Christ Amen. we have to know this it's the one thing. We've got to start there. Um, there's a, how many of you have heard of the international domino uh, contest? How many dominoes they can make fall over all at one time, line them up? Have you heard of that? I want, I want to tell you, I, I studied this, researched it out, and, and found out that this takes place in the Netherlands every every year. But in 2009, in the Netherlands, there was a group of people that put together the dominoes and have won the world champion in the number of dominoes they could knock over by pushing one domino. You'd like to know how many it is? How many it was? It hadn't been broken yet. Wow. Four million, four hundred ninety-one thousand, eight hundred and sixty-three. they lined those dominoes up all over a huge stadium area and and, and lined them up there even the line really close together they had to do that to get four million four hundred thousand in there had to do that and they and, and they and with one domino this is the thing with one domino like that and all of them fell over from one domino I am telling you guys This one truth, we get this truth in our heart, everything else will fall into place in our lives. I promise you it will. And we have to come to this place where we understand identity. Look at Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 with me please. I'm going to read verse 19 to begin with. For I, this is Paul speaking, for I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The King James Version said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I like the nevertheless. I put nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not me that's living. I remember I was preaching in, in Belarus back in the uh, 80s, late 80s, in, in Belarus, Russia. I was preaching there in a, in a huge, it was a huge uh, Pentecostal church with a balcony and a state-approved church. They had not one person that could speak English in that congregation. must have been two. Two thousand people. So they hired they hired a uh, an English instructor, teacher, professor from the college, who only knew secular English, oh. didn't know anything about biblical English. I wanted to preach on this to them. I just wanted to say a short word. I wanted to talk fifteen minutes or ten minutes, but I wanted on the, I wanted to on, on this. So I started off this guy standing beside of me. We shook hands. He told me where he was from. And I thought, oh boy, what are we, go- what are we going to get into? I said, okay. Turn to Galatians chapter 2, 20. And chapter 2, verse 20. He, he said, huh? Uh, what? And I said, do you have a Bible? No. And there were a couple of guys over there. I said, get a Bible. He went over to get a, got a Bible. All these people are waiting. He got the Bible. Came back over. Flipped around in it. One of the guys had to help him find it. So he found it. Galatians 2.20. I said, now read this. And he read it. Then I said, I am crucified with Christ. His silence. I looked at him and he, he was looking at me and he said, You are? <laughs> I, 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 yes, I I, I am. He said, you don't look like it. You mean it's crucified means died? I said, Yeah, that's what it means. I said, look, would you just repeat and tell them what I just got through saying? I'm crucified with Christ. He, he must have. I guess he did. And then I said, None, nonetheless, I live. He was looking at me, he said, What? You're dead, but you live? You live? I said, Man, come on, just tell them, just tell them what I said. <laughs> Nevertheless, I live. And it's Yet, not it's not me that lives. He, he looked at me again, wait, you died, you live, but it's not you that live. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I said, just tell them that. I, I gave up. I didn't know what to do. Okay. I said, let's just have a prayer. I said to the people, the Lord bless you. We send you greetings from the state of Texas. Know that our prayers are with you. And if you ever get to Texas, I know they probably wouldn't, but if you ever get to Texas, look us up. And if the rapture happens between now and then, if you look toward Texas, we'll look toward Belarus, and we can wave at each other as we go up. And he did all of that. And I went and sat down. This this could be hard to understand. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Nonetheless I live, yet yet it's not me, but it is Christ that lives that lives in me. We 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 have to deal with this thing about am I am crucified. Am I actually crucified? What does that mean that I was crucified? I, I am still living. But it has something to do with the inner man. Because in in um, you'll look with me in Romans, you'll find it in Romans chapter six. Romans chapter six he says this. But going to begin with verse five. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this that our old man was crucified with him now that's what paul was talking about paul wrote romans paul wrote, wrote galatians he was said, i'm crucified with christ he meant he meant his old man was crucified with christ well who is the old man the old man is who we were in adam it's who we were in adam it's who we were born with it is all of the it is all of the downloading that we've had all of our lives and all of the things that we've heard and things that we've inherited through our parents. And all of this, the, the old man got formed. And he said, I took this old man, what my identity was, in myself. I took my identity and I was crucified on the, that. I crucified that on the cross. That was with Jesus Christ on the cross. It's not maybe it was. It was. If you believe it, it was. He said it was. Mm-hmm. So it is a fact that your old man was there. Who who in the world is this old man? It is that Adam, that nature of Adam yeah. that was in us. Yeah. And he said, knowing this, that and the reason was so that the body of sin might be done away with. That body of sin is that programming that is on the inside of us. And he said, it's not that when we get saved that programming is dealt with, but we do take our old man to the cross and then that programming begins to die in our lives. When we change our identity. We change our identity to Christ. Amen. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. And that's my identity. And that if, that the body of sin. Might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. It is a simple matter of faith. I was crucified with Christ. I was. When I got saved. That's my identity now. Amen. I remember. Um. Reading, I have a picture at home of my great grandfather, and he was born in 1840. He fought the Civil War. He got wounded. a, a Federal soldier, a Union soldier, ran up to him. And he was he was shot in the chin, and a Union soldier ran up to him and drew his rifle back. They had bayonets that. That were built onto the rifle. As a lot of them did at that time. And he just reared back and was going to stab him, and stopped right in the middle of the act of his action. <coughs> Slung the rifle over his shoulder and picked my great grandfather up and took him to an aid station. And he was a prisoner for the rest of the of the war, mm-hmm. Civil War. I often think when my grandfather was lying yeah. there on the ground, yeah. I was in him yeah that's right, that's right, right. you see right. If, if he had killed him I wouldn't be here today yeah, yeah that's right isn't that amazing <clears throat> but his 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 ancestry I picked that up that's my old man coming from Adam and when I, I, I realized that I thought oh God yes I, I, I am crucified I'm crucified with you and 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 my identity is is in him n- not in what I do See, so many of us define ourselves like the devil wants to define us, That's and right. he, he will lie to us. Right. And we will find that our identity may, be, right. may be in the way we look, and the way we dress. Our identity might be in our job. Our identity could be in, in a, a thousand things. Maybe I'm, my identity is that I haven't made it good. I'm a, I'm a failure. Uh, our identity could be, could be in um, I'm uneducated. And uh, maybe someone has told you in some lie in your life, and you've attached yourself to that, and that is your identity i I remember one time trying out for a baseball team when I was just eleven years old and living in Ballinger texas and i i re, I remember th- that that they wouldn't they didn't choose me to be on their team and it was a like a little league team or something. I, I was too young, really, to know. But one thing I wasn't too young to know was when I got rejected, and uh, I wasn't good enough. And and so the boys told me that, and the coach told me that you're not good enough. And there I am. My dad's been in World War II, He's recovering from from his sicknesses, and and we're doing the best we can to make it. And I wanted to play on the ball team, and they said you're not good enough. So whenever it came time, ball season was over with, and they were going on the picnic, I thought maybe I could go on the picnic with them. And they said, no, you can't go on the picnic with us. You didn't play ball with us. I said, oh, yeah, okay. Something that got attached to me back then. I thought I began to identify myself as not being good enough. Not a good, not, I wasn't good in sports. I mean, I didn't think I was. I did play for Abilene High School. I, I played football on the, on the B team. So there again, I wasn't good enough. I ran track, I was pretty good in track. So that helped me out a little bit, but I still was identifying myself with something other than who God really wanted me to be identified with. And I think oftentimes we do that, we do that very thing. We we identify ourselves, how we look, we don't think we look good enough. Well I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I identified myself even, I, I got into this thing, when I was pastoring, 1999, I had a quadruple bypass. And uh, I'd been a pastor for several years at that point. And we were a growing church. I don't know how many, we had a couple of thousand people at that time, and we were, we were going strong. And right in the middle of it, I had this open chest open-heart surgery. They told me you're going to live three to five years. Your blood vessels are so bad. Well, I'm still here. They don't have all the answers. That's right. That's been 17, 18 years ago. They don't have all the answers. Thank God for doctors. No God works through doctors. I believe, I believe I believe. we can have faith. I remember when, when in surgery, I went into surgery, I said to my wife, and it was, it was supposed to be emergency surgery, and uh, I said, no, I don't, I don't want to go right now. He wanted me to go that evening, <coughs> then. And I said, no, I want to talk to my wife. We got her up there. They put me in the hospital, and I said, we decided that we wanted to pray through the night and and, and see what God would say. Well, God told us, this is your level of faith, that I, the Lord, will work through the doctors to bring you through. Amen. So I said to the doctor, can you wait till in the morning? He said, we'll try to keep you alive till then. Okay. The next morning went through surgery. I remember my wife was saying, uh, I, was, I was on the gurney, they were rolling me in. And uh, I said, honey, I'll, I'll see you, either see you up there or I'll see you here. Yeah. That's the way it was. Yeah. And so we, we went in. I came out of there. Do you know what happened? I went, wasn't just depression over the surgery. I, I wasn't, I couldn't pastor anymore. At that point, I lost my identity. I found out that I had really transferred my identity to, I'm the pastor. That's what my life was all about. Yeah. I had to study. I had to pray. I had to do this. People needed me. Yeah, that can be an identity really quick and i I remember the things that i went through it was so hard i cried i wept i prayed god please and god renewed in my heart in in the year 2000 he renewed in my heart the fact that my identity was in him it wasn't in what i do it wasn't in what i didn't do my identity was in jesus christ it wasn't in my job. It's not in your job. It's not in the fact that you do this or you don't do that or anything else. It does not matter whether you're a failure, whether you've got money, whether you've been bankrupt, whether you're a millionaire. It, your identity cannot be in that. Amen. If your identity is in that, let me tell you something. You will never, ever see the fullness that you desire to see. Until our identity is in the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, and that's what God is calling us into, and I believe that with all of my heart. Amen. In Second Corinthians five seventeen, you know that passage. <coughs> of it says that we find our identity in Christ. And he says here that that if, if anyone is in Christ, he is what a new creation. A new creation. Old things have what passed away and all, all things have become new yeah. yep. but that's what we've got to come to we repeat that so often <laughs> but we've got to say the, the one domino in our life is this if we capture this everything else as I said earlier will fall into place in our lives we find our identity in Jesus Christ Colossians 127 says Christ in us the hope of glory Hallelujah. do we believe that Absolutely, The hope of glory is Jesus Christ living his life out through every one of us. And that's what he wants to do. He wants us to, wants us to come to that place. We find our identity in him. I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless or nonetheless I live. Yet it's not me. Do we really believe that? It's not me. It is him that, that's living his life through us. And we're surrendering to that. We become a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. We we become a a kingdom man. That's what we're about. We're not going to mess around with it. We're not going to dabble in it. We're going to get in over our heads. Because that's our identity. And it can't be anything else. Your identity can't be in that you're a husband. You're a husband and we have responsibilities to fulfill. But that's not your identity. You're a husband as a person in Christ. As a man in Jesus Christ. And Christ is in you. So no matter what you do. If you're a teacher. If you're a banker or whatever else. Your identity is not in you making money. Making money is important. But it's not your identity. That's not what you hang your your shingle on. My shingle is is not on pastoring anymore. My shingle was on pastoring for a while. And that shingle came down. And now it's no longer. I am just a man in Jesus Christ. And that's it. My identity is not in me preaching. My identity is not in me speaking to you. It is a calling that I have in my life. But that is not who I identify with. You cut me open, and this Jesus Christ, I guarantee you. He Amen. is the Lord and the Master of my life, and He is the Lord and the Master of each life that is here. Amen. Am I being too hard? No. Too hard? I'm, I'm not giving on this thing. The reason I'm not giving is because I know that this is the key to victory in your life. It is the key to change. And maybe you've been a believer for a long time that it is still the key to change if you've never come to grips with that is your identity. No matter what you do, you're thinking, Christ in me, the hope of glory. You're thinking, Christ in me, I live. Yet not me, but Christ lives in me. If we're not thinking it that way as we walk every day. And so God's, God's chosen us. He's chosen you. You know that. The scripture is clear in 2 second, in second Peter chapter 2. He, he talks about that. Let's read that. Let me show you. I'll, I'm going to be coming to back to 2 Peter tomorrow. But in 2 Peter chapter 2, right behind James. It's 1 Peter chapter 2, I'm sorry. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 4. Coming to Him, to Jesus, as the living stone, as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. You know what? You're precious. You're chosen. Is that what the word says in verse 4? Absolutely. You are indeed men, but you're precious. You're, you're set apart. You were chosen. This is not an accident that you're here, here tonight. It's not an accident that you're a believer. God chose you. He picked you out. He calls you precious. He calls you love. He loves you with all of his heart. And we know that when we've been born again, that God places us into a special category in, in His in His sight. You're loved. You're His child. When I tell this, I have to tell this story. When I, when I tell about this, I'll tell this story. There was a, when we were in seminary, there was a guy that was pastoring the church, church already. And uh, he had a, one of the fathers that came and talked to him. He had children. But he had... Uh, one adopted child and two other children, and the adopted child was about 12 years old, and it was a girl, and the girl was, was being teased. They found out that she had been adopted, and the kids at school were teasing her because she, they didn't understand being adopted, and they thought it was something that was that was less than normal, and they really kidded her about it. She couldn't put up with it anymore. She came in one day. She said, Dad, I am not going back to school. I can't stand it. She was crying. She was hurt. And and Dad said, okay, you won't have to go back to school if you'll just go back one more day. And when they start teasing you, I want you to tell them what, I, what I'm going to tell you. And she said, okay, I'll do it, Dad. Of course, I'll obey you. I said, okay. When they start teasing you, tell them this. In a loud voice. Say, when your mom and dad got you, they didn't have a choice. They had to take what they got. (laughs) But when my mom and dad got me, they came to where I was living with all of these kids. And they went down to 100 kids looking at them. And they picked me out and chose me from all of them. God's chosen you. He loves you. You're precious to Him. And He's chosen you to walk with Him, to identify with Him. We are the army of God. Amen. Nothing less. And we will lay down our lives for the gospel. We will lay down our lives for Jesus. We will. But we need to grow. Like in boot camp, even though I was was a property of the United States government as a soldier, I had to grow in being being that soldier. But our identity is in him so that then he can live through us. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And he lives through me. I want, I want to illustrate this before I close I want to ask you some questions. You like Jor, you like Jordan Spieth? Any any of you not know who Jordan Spieth is? Oh well, he's 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 the golfer of the of the of the of this generation, I guess. He is a tremendous golfer. And uh, so I, I got this story. I, I'm not a golfer. I've tried, but uh, one, day, one time I was golfing with uh, Robert Morris, who's the pastor. I was golfing with him and James Robinson, and uh, I I would regularly hit the big ball before I hit the golf ball. And the big ball's the world. That's the earth <laughs> it ran, Bam, like that, and it just, and it just shattered right, vibrate right. <laughs> the would I hit it, and it just go out there about 15 yards and roll off to one side. And we were on one hole and I did that two times and I was walking after it the third time. And I heard, I heard Pat out Pat and James Robinson say uh, to, to, to Robert does, uh, does he play any other sport? Oh, he said it out loud, where I could hear it. <laughs> does Pastor Olin play any other sport? And Pastor Roberts said, "Well, yeah, he does. He's really good at racquetball, and I was. I was good at racquetball. He's really good at racquetball." And Jane Roberts, Jane Robinson said, "Thank God. This is a, if you ever heard his voice. Thank God. That's what. That's what. Oh man, you know. So, so let." I'll give you an imaginable thing. Okay. So one day I get there a little late. The guys are already dressed. They're out on the, out practicing and budding. So I run into the dressing room, open my locker, and there is Jordan Speed. In my locker, I have a tall locker. There he is, like this. I said, What are you doing here? She said. I said, Well, what do you want? He said, let's play a joke on those guys. I said, yeah, how are we going to do that? He said, You yeah, tell you what, you just unzip, and I'll call in. I, yeah, that sounds good. He said, we'll show, we'll show them something. That sounds great. So I unzip, he caught one leg, other leg, arm, arm, pulled the hood up, the, his face up, zip up. Man, I looked in the mirror. That's me, that's me, that's but I'm in him. I mean, he's in me, yeah, I'm in him. It doesn't matter if we walk out there. I walk differently. I grip the club differently. They let me go first because I'm the duffer. I went back, I've never had a swing like that in my life. That ball went 285 yards, hit the fairway, rolled right up to the bottom of the green. They said, wow, what you... I said, hey guys, come on. I did that three times in a row. One of them walked up to him and said, you know, I'm you, you look like Olin, but you're not playing like Olin. And when we let Christ come in and He's our identity, you'll still look like you. But people will say, what's happened to you? Amen. I'll tell you what's happened. We've lost our identity and everything else and placed our identity in him. Understand what I'm saying. I am not saying we don't have other responsibilities. I'm not saying we're we're not a husband. I'm not saying you don't have a job. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying the number one thing is on the job, it's Christ. At home, it's Christ. Christ living in me and my surrender to him and my identity, identity in him. I want to ask you these questions, if you wouldn't mind just kind of maybe closing your eyes and let me let me ask you these. And I want you to think of it just for a moment. And and, and you can pray about, about, the, about this issue. And, and this is the first question I want to ask you. And I want you to ask the Lord about it. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. Have I found my identity in anything other than Jesus Christ? Do I find that Do I find that identity in anything else? Right now, do I find anything else as my identity other than Jesus? Here's the second question. Have you believed a lie about who you are? Hmm. Third question. Well, the third statement. Would you just tell the Lord, if you have, that you're sorry and ask Him to forgive you? for believing what other people say about you. So we can't live up to anyone else's what they think we can't live up to. For would you say, God, I choose as an act of my will to break any agreement with any lie that has led me to not believe that my identity was in Christ. Any lie that my identity is in something else, would you, I, I, I choose as an act of my will to break that. And would you just say that right now? If I'm not, if I'm not identifying with Christ in me as number one, then I found identification in something else, and I choose to break that. And would you just in your own heart right now, or, your, or if you want to lip it, you just go ahead and do it, and just just say, Lord, I, I, I choose to with the, with the act of my will to break to break that lie. I am not anyone else. Thank you. But a child of God. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to listen to him right now. As you pray, I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. God has a name for you. You're no longer to be called desolate, but God wants to call you pleasant and delightful. When he asked Jacob what his name was, Jacob had been going by the name of Esau. The last time that he'd been asked what his name was was his dad. And he told him he was Esau. He lied to him. And I believe in Scripture he carried that identity with him. But then when he wrestled with Jesus, wrestled with the man, and the man touched his hip. And he said, let me go. And he said, I'm not gonna let you go until you bless me. And he said, well, what's your name? And as I said, 21 years earlier, he told his dad, that was the last time he recorded history when he was asked what his name was. And he said, Esau. And this time he got right with God and he said, my name is Jacob. And when he said that, he said, I'm changing your name to Israel. One with influence and power with God and power with man. Yes. I am changing your name to a name of a warrior, to a name of a prince. I'm changing your name to Israel, one who has authority, who has power and influence with God and with man. And I believe right now he's wanting to put a name on you. It couldn't just be a name. He said, "I I want to call you love. I want to call you whatever. But I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit. And listen for a name. That God would speak to your heart. He said, this is your new name. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're bringing yourself to focus on our hearts. We love you. We adore you. We thank you, Father, that these days ahead of us are the greatest days of our lives. The opportunities we have, we we, we don't even understand the influence that we can have. But we thank you, Lord, for investing in us, investing your own son, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he accepts us as his child. He not only accepts us, he chose us (coughs) as his child. And he calls us his blood. And Lord, we receive that. We love you so much. We're so grateful that you saved us. We're so grateful that you gave us your life. We're so grateful that Jesus lives in us and through us. Let your life so shine that other people will see you and glorify you. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to to ask you, did some of you hear a name? If you did, would you be vulnerable enough just to say God, I did? And I want to ask you what your what name did God speak to you about? It could be forgiven, it could be whatever. Someone want to tell us what you heard? Yes. Michael. Michael. Uh, My mom said they named me Michael after the archangel. Named you Michael after the archangel. A warrior for God. I've always avoided that. And yet that was God, wasn't it? Michael. Who else? I saw another hint. Back here. Yes. Yes. Sir? Chosen. Chosen. What a name! What a name! Someone else. Yes. Regal. Regal. Oh, God. Yes, God, I see that. I see that in you. I see it. In you. Yes. Mine's not like that. Mine's rocky. Sir? Rocky. Rocky? Yeah. You mean rocky? Could could be you know that's what Peter was named. Right, right. Rock, rock. Steady, strong, immovable. Yes, God. Who else? Anyone else? I know, I know, I know. You listen. You want to listen again? Hear the name. He's got a name for you. He he wants you to hear something. Anyone else? Father, thank you. I pray that you would speak something into every heart now and their identity. That you would tonight, before they go to bed—that means before they get up in the morning, God. Would you just give them dreams and would you just speak to them? Let your Holy Spirit come upon them and put a word, put a name in their heart. And God, the day is a brand new start. Father, we want to thank you that these are new creations right here in front of me. New creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Father, I pray for those who need a brand new start right now, that this is a new start in their life. We give you honor and we give you glory. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And all the guys said, Amen. 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 Love you guys, and we'll see you in the morning. All right. All right.